0: And the focus of our lesson is going to come from uh, Matthew chapter 6 um, verse 9. Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. We'll Matthew chapter 6 verse 1. The Bible says, I Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou dost thine alms, do not. Sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do, in the synagogues or in the streets, that they may have glory, of men, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou dost all, let thy left hand and thy right hand not know what the right hand do, that thine arms may be in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret uh, himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when uh, thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard of their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray: Ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. For a few moments, would like to focus on that phrase there. After this manner. After this manner. And when Jesus is teaching, uh, he is teaching them there about the proper way to communicate with God, but not just the proper way to communicate with God, but also the way that we ought to live, uh, the way that they ought to live before God. Um, oftentimes, when we look at this uh, passage, we look at the Lord's Prayer, and we talk about the uh, and get excited about the ability to be able to quote. The Lord's Prayer, but the Lord's Prayer was more than just uh, just words to be said. This was actually a, a, a way in which He wanted uh, His people, His children, to talk to the Father, uh, not just in their words, but also in their actions. So when we talk about in this manner. It's talking about a way uh, to, 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 to conduct the scripture there. He did not say, he did not say, pray these words. He didn't say, pray these words. Say our Father. Do you know sometimes we teach children how to say the Lord's Prayer and become very excited about that, but Jesus did not say, just pray these words. No, really, when you look at the Bible, you look at the words that are in the scriptures. The purpose of the words in the scriptures are not just for you to Read them, but it's for you to live them. So, when he's talking about praying these words, it's also live these words, live the principles that you find therein. So, we want to focus on living and praying after this manner. And so, see, the interesting thing, Jesus gave this template, right? But the reason why he gave this template was to keep it from coming, what it would later become. You know what it later became? It became. Just a rote prayer, prayer, something that you say without even thinking. And the reason why he gave it was to prevent that, to teach them how to keep themselves out of that ritualistic, empty way of praying for living. But he wanted to teach them that this is a living way, uh, an active way to, to communicate with the living God. So he didn't want the people sitting there just mindlessly rattling off a prayer. Because just, just because you can rattle off the Lord's prayer doesn't mean you know how to pray you have to understand how to pray. And there's a certain attitude involved in prayer. And that attitude is based on understanding the altitude of the one that you're speaking to. And when you understand the altitude of the one you're speaking to, how high he is, how majestic he is, how above all he is, it should instill a certain amount of confidence in you that one so high is willing to stoop so low just for the benefit of one he loves so much, huh? and, and, and so then he says, "So, so then he says, Well, what is the manner of, of, of this prayer?' Really, really, when you when you talk about the Lord's prayer, and this is really the 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 the, the, the template for all prayers. A prayer really, a prayer really should be when you talking about it, it should be short. It should be spontaneous." Now notice I'm using a double meaning here because it's also talked about praying but also living in accordance to these principles. So we know life is short. Right? So the, a, prayer, a prayer should be short, it should be spontaneous, it should be God-oriented, if you will. Meaning God should be all through that prayer. Then it ought to be extemporaneous, if you will. Extemporaneous, that word extemporaneous, what it means is without rehearsal. You don't sit and just prepare, prepare, prepare. And sometimes you can prepare, 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 and get locked into saying something and missing the most important thing, right? So not only should it be extemporaneous, it also should be it should be to the point and filled with humility. If that makes sense for anybody. So whenever, whenever folks get up to pray, whenever the brethren get up to pray, whenever you are pray, whenever your prayers be yours to make it to the point, sure. And what I mean by extemporaneous, meaning just like you would come up to me. You know when you walk up to somebody you have a conversation? You have how many, how many times do you rehearse the conversation that you have with me? You don't rehearse the conversation you have. You see them based on the relationship. You converse with them. You communicate. And it's the same thing. God wants extemporaneous conversation. That's why he says, pray without ceasing. So if you're always praying and always talking to him, you're conversing with him like you converse with other people. And living active every day, like what's going on? Yeah. Right? See, and the thing is, the prayer, see, the prayer doesn't have to be long and, and, and it has to be spontaneous. You know, based on what's going on. So then, what does he say? When he says, "Live, uh, uh, pray after this manner." This is prayer after this manner, rather than rather than praying purely for public purposes, rather than praying pray, praying in in vain repetition, rather than uh, uh, empty exclamations and, and and pointless and powerless and petrified. So so when we're saying pray this way, this is also how he wants us to live. He doesn't want us living purely for public purposes. Does that make sense? He does not want us living righteous lives just for other folks to see and say, boy, they're righteous. No, he 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 wants righteousness that is lived first and foremost before him. And then he who sees will make sure all who need to see will see. Right, and he doesn't want us living in a way that is that is that is just repetition. You know, time to make the donut, Time to make the donut you know what I'm saying, let me get up. Let me get my clothes on. Let me get over to the building. Let me say the prayer. Sing the song. All that kind of stuff. He doesn't want that. Y'all don't understand that. I'm trying to tell you something. Like I explained last week. Uh, When we're at the nursing home, you know, because sometimes when we do, sometimes because of the fuss and fighting that we've done, we bring that nasty attitude before the Father. (laughs) Now, does God want that brought before Him? Yeah, He does, but He he wants it brought a certain way. When you bring that messed up attitude before Him, He wants you to bring it before Him with every intention to leave it with Him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Does that make sense? Same thing when you come to worship. See, that means, look, 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 miss me with all that. My attitude was too bad to be in worship. <clears throat> miss me with my attitude was too bad to pray. Miss me, miss yourself, miss God, because it's a lie. He wants you to come with that messed up attitude, but with the intent of leaving it with him. Huh? So he don't want that ritualistic stuff. No, he doesn't want that stuff that looks good to the public eye, but privately is the opposite. He don't want that. Right? Right? And then, and then he, he doesn't want us living a life of empty exclamations. You know what that is? It's kind of like when people do stuff and they gotta go and they go pontificating and saying, I'm about to, and I'm about to, and it's a new day, and I'm about to, I'm about to. Listen, listen. There's no need to announce it. Just perform the action get it done. See, a lot of us, see, in a society we like exclamation, we like proclamation, we like to give a rallying call, we like that. But see, when you give the, see, you can make the call, but then walking it is a different story. Hmm? We like, we like formulaic things. And see, God never intended for his prayer to be formulated. Huh? See, see, because you know why we like formulaic things? We like formulaic things, because when we have a formula, it makes us feel like we have power. Now, power not, and we do have power, but we gotta recognize it's his power. But when we get a formula, we can feel like if we have something to do with the power. So we like formulaic things, and we like acting like, oh yeah, this is gonna work, but you know what you do when you get caught in formulaic stuff? You set yourself up to fail. Because what happens with the formula that you set up, Man, it doesn't work. That's why we go out and buy all these books and all this kind of stuff. And this this new book and this new book and it's gonna teach me and tell me how. And all that nothing teaches and tells you how better than the book itself. Amen. And I'm talking about the Word of God. In, 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 uh, Ecclesiastes chapter twelve will tell you that. See, so we like formulaic things, and when we get that, we say, okay. So based on this, if I do this, 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 you know, so I, I can then know the outcome. And you know how we always want to know the outcome, right? Before we do anything, we want to get some idea of what the outcome is going to be. So then that lets me know how confident I need to be about it. See, that's wrong. See, all you need to know is the altitude of the one you're speaking to. Neil knows the promises that he made. And when you trust him, know that he always comes through. There's your outcome. With Jesus, you always win. There's your outcome. But I want to specifics. You don't need specifics. <clears throat> because you can't even handle the basics. Let alone the specifics. Does that not make sense to anybody? Hmm? So, so then, and then he doesn't, he doesn't want us praying. He doesn't want us praying pointless prayers, powerless prayers, petrified prayers. You want to know what makes a prayer pointless? A prayer is pointless when you sit down and talk to him. And then you get up and do the an exact opposite of what you just talked to him about. That was the what was the conversation for? Lord, just give me patience. And then you, as soon as you prayer over, you go off on somebody. <laughs> Think about it, you know what I I'm gonna go over here into my prayer closing. And I'm gonna pray to the Lord for as long as I please. I'm gonna talk to him now, right? Tell the children, all oh, y'all shut up. I'm going to <laughs> i need <a> silence. <laughs> I can't stand Lord, be quiet. Then you go in there, grandfather, who barges in heaven, who sits high above the celestial Amen. a few things. Did he say that? Blackness. You got most of everything the Lord promised. Uh, oh, 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 you mean, okay, so when I'm in the Lord, right, that means that everything I need he gave to me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just checking. So that also means that every every weapon that I need, he gave to me, right? Huh? That means every piece of armor I need, he did what? He gave it to me, right? Huh? A- a- every bit of comfort I need, he did what? He gave it to me. Every bit of peace I need, he did what? He gave it to me. All kind con- all consolation. What? He gave it to me. So when I put on Christ Jesus, everything I need was given to me. Is that true? I'm asking a question, right? He said, so that you can talk to God so you can lack nothing, right? Right? Now, go ahead keep reading. If any of you
1: lack wisdom, let him ask God to get liberty without reproach.
0: And now, notice wisdom. this. He said, you'll lack nothing, but if you lack wisdom, right? Now, watch this. See, now, on God's part, he left you lacking nothing, right? But when it comes to getting wisdom, whose part is that? See that? If any of you lack wisdom, you lack wisdom because guess what? You didn't go get it. He made it apparent. He made it obvious, but you didn't go get it. So now if any of you lack wisdom, he says, ask. Come on.
1: Who gives liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith.
0: Now, 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 Let's go back. In your Bible, put under that first ask, let him ask. Right? Read that. Let him ask. Read it. Let, him, let him ask. Okay, for that word ask, I want you to put there pray. Ask means pray. Let him pray to God. If he wants wisdom, let him go to God. But he has to have the right attitude, right? Come on, read. And it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith with no doubt. Let him pray in faith with no doubt. Now, uh, if you understand what that means over there, uh, 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 let him ask for ask any scripture for that. You go to Matthew chapter 7 when he says, ask. Huh? And it shall be given unto you. But when you ask, you better ask in faith. Now, what does that word faith mean? He means ask, completely relying and trusting, completely trusting. See, your prayer becomes powerless when you go to the Lord with doubt. Come on, read it.
1: If, uh, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He
0: is a double-minded
1: man, unstable and all his way. You see that right there?
0: Right, right, right? So 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 again, <coughs> let him not doubt. Now here's the thing, when I go to the Lord praying now, I might go to the Lord praying and doubting myself. But I better not go to the Lord down in him. You understand that? See, because there's no failure in God. So that I can come to the Lord with doubts in myself. But I better make sure I have no doubts in him. Because, see, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Amen. Huh? So when you go to him, you've got to believe now. You've got to trust and that's why you got to go and give it over to him. Does that make sense? Right? Lack nothing. But see, your prayer becomes powerless because you become double-minded. So it's like we talked about before. What good is it, Dominic, if I come asking you for something thinking that you already going to say no? Hmm? Not good at all. What's the point in even asking? You might even say, what you asking for if you know already? Huh? And you know what? If I do that to you, Dominic, if I come ask you something and I think that I already know, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm you. I'm disrespecting you and I'm disrespecting our relationship. Because when I come to you, I ought to come to you with a fresh, with with a fresh mind, fresh attitude. And I'm coming to you based on the relationship that we have. And I ought to come to you and, and not want to impede on your right to make a decision. Huh? See, sometimes we let our thinking impede on somebody else's right. I ought to give you the right as my brother, as a fellow child of God who has the Holy Spirit working in you the same way that God will work through you in order to see about my need. Huh? See, that's how you make your prayer powerless. Because guess what? You didn't submit to the power. You're still holding on to your power. God doesn't want us living like that, you see? And he doesn't want us petrified. He doesn't want us praying. You know what petrified is, right? Petrified is when you're too afraid to move. You're too afraid to even move. God doesn't want us only praying when we're scared. Hmm? See, that's a different form of. See, uh, uh, this is this, this, this is type of um, uh, 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 religion that we have uh, that, that, that is called modern. Um, it's called like modern transform transform deism which is the religion that most of us and uh, most people in America want to live today they want to look at God as one who just got involved to start stuff but then he stays out the way until we need him and then he rushes in God doesn't want that kind of relationship he doesn't want do you know anybody who only has emergency conversations with you y'all know anybody like that they don't have anything to say on the regular until they need, and when they need some, listen, emergency, like yesterday. See? Now, God doesn't want that. He wants you, he wants you praying uh, constantly, talking to him all the time, not just in times of need, right? So, so he doesn't want us praying like that, and he doesn't want us living like that, living in just complete fear of God. He wants us to have a respect for him, right? All right, so rather than live that way, what he wants us to do is live in constant communication and submission to his commands. He wants us honoring his name. He wants us recognizing his power, and he wants us reflecting his glory. Now, I'm going to show you what I mean. Because when we come back to Matthew chapter 6, notice what he says here. He says, uh, uh, "He says, take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, thou thus uh, thine alms do not sound the trumpet, therefore uh, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when uh, when thou dost alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. That that thine." Be in secret, and that thy father, which seeth in secret, himself shall reward thee openly. So, what does he want us? How does he want us living? He wants us living never for the glory of men, he wants us always living for his glory. He wants us never living, living to receive anything from men, he wants us always living relying completely on him never looking to men. Always looking to God. And God will provide in every situation. He doesn't want us doing right just because it looks right. He wants us doing right because it is right. Because he's right. Because he taught us right. That's why he wants us living right. Because the life that we live draws people unto him. You want to know how God draws people? He draws them through his word and he draws them through the lives of his children. Huh? That's how he wants us living. That makes sense, to anybody? But not only that, not only that, see? So he wants us in constant communication, and he wants us in submission to his commands. But then he says right here, he says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the prophets are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou... When thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father, that when in secret, uh, thy Father which is in secret shall reward thee uh, reward thee. Openly. But when you pray, uh, use not vain repetition. So what do we see there? He says, listen, don't, 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 don't be praying out loud. Don't be praying, just don't be praying in ways that is full of pride because what that does, that brings scorn to your Father which is in heaven. He says, your life, you should live a life of secret devotion. To God. Secret devotion means not that you don't tell people, but see, you don't have to go around announcing to people that you're devoted to God. If you're truly devoted to God secretly, God will make sure that people recognize it openly. That makes sense to anybody? That's why some people will walk up to you like you just seem to have just the sweetest spirit. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew you was a Christian. And I knew God was in your life. You just spirit, just, just, the, just, just the nicest disposition. I knew it had to be something about you. Yeah, that's called. If I be lifted from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. That's what it is. That's letting the love light of Jesus shine in your life. Is letting the comfort of the Holy Spirit not just be for you, but everybody you come in contact with. You missed it when you thought that the comfort of the Holy Spirit was just for you. The comforter didn't come just for you. The comforter is to comfort people around you and turn them to the Lord. Did you know that? Huh? So when it says go into your closet it's talking about going to that place, that secret place, that quiet place. It's good to be alone with the Father sometimes. That's talking about making sure you see at the, core, at the very core of a spiritual life, a true spiritual life there must be prayer. There must be prayer. But with that prayer there must be action. So when it talks about going into that closet, you make sure that you have that time that's always for God. But the power is not in the closet. Uh You don't need a glowing closet in your house. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm? People come and ask me, the closet is over there.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, 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 no. The power
0: is in the faith that you have in God. The power is in the function that you live before the master. The power is the fact that you came and sat down and talked to your father for a while and let him know everything that you were in need of. You see that? The power is in separating yourself from all the other stuff. So guess what? Uh, 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 You don't, guess what? You don't need a literal closet. How You don't need a literal closet. No, 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 no. He says, pray to me often and always. Hmm? Hmm? So that so guess what? The true child God should always be walking prayerfully before the master. He'll need an actual close. So so the thing so the thing is, so so that he wants you, so then notice what he says. He says this here. He says, pray this way, not as a hypocrite. So he says, um, he says, but when you pray, use our vain repetitions as the heathen. Now, when you go to God, don't go praying thinking you have some power. Because, see, the heathens will think that the longer they talk and the more they talk, the more that they get from God. It's not true. Why? Because your Bible says your Father already knows what you need. So you don't have to sit all day and say, no, he already knows. So guess what? When we pray, you know, we pray sometimes and go, we we know we we can say we can say thank you, God, you know, Lord, we thank you for this day and all that. But then we don't always have to uh, say it that way. See, our uh, our prayers should be more uh, not rote, not just set up. No, it should be uh, a, a free flowing conversation with the Master based on what's happening right now. Yeah, that's how it should be. Right, and so he says. He says when he do this, he says not as the heathens. So I don't have to. I don't have to talk a whole lot. Anybody know somebody who think that they need to talk to you a whole lot for you to understand something?
1: <laughs> I mean, will beat your ear. I mean, kill your ears. Kill them like they made the point. But just keep going.
0: <laughs> and go. <laughs> push the original point out. I had it for jump. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Huh? Amari, stop pointing at your Because Amari, you can talk too. <laughs> Sit down and talk to Amari and sometimes she will wear you out. If she know you're another, she'll be like, do you breathe? <laughs> or when do you breathe? So the thing is, no, 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 you don't have to do all that. You can say, we can make it real simple, right? And, and, and to the point, right? So stop thinking when you talking to God that the ways you said and the different ways you twisted, you can get something else out of him. He got it already. Huh? And then and then, and then and then he says uh, uh, uh he says, but when ye uh but, but be not therefore like unto them, uh for your father know the things that you need before you ask. Underline need. I want you to underline that there. So we can understand in prayer that when you go to the Father in prayer, understand that God knows what you need. But we get distracted, trying to wonder, but does he know what I want? No, he's trying to ply, he's trying to prioritize your life and show you what's first. Yeah, he says he knows what you need before you ask, right? And then he says, uh, 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 uh. And, then, and then you get down there. He says, and after this manner, therefore, pray ye our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. See, pray honoring His name, live honoring His name. Give us this day our daily bread. When he says, give us this day our daily bread, that's talking about, Lord, I understand that I don't eat unless you give. If you don't give, I don't eat. So, Lord, teach me to understand that my daily bread comes from nowhere at no time other than from you. Mm-hmm. And Lord, also, notice how it says in there, daily bread, right? You know what that means, y'all? He said he's trying to teach you to keep your face and your mind on the meal in front of you. Huh? Let me show you. Remember in the desert? Remember when they were in the desert and the manna was coming down? And God said, when you go out and get the manna, get just enough for what you need today. Right? Don't get more than that. Just what you need today. Well, guess what? You know how some people ended up getting too much and it turned to worms? Because they went out there and said, just in case it doesn't fall tomorrow, I'm going to get enough for the day. See, there's a faith problem. Mm -hmm. You got a faith problem. You don't go store it. Didn't he say? What'd he say? It's going to be there every day. Huh? So you go do what I said, dude. Go get the bread for the day. Don't be trying to store it for tomorrow. Get. But you keep filling yourself with all kind of anxieties and worries you might not make tomorrow. Eat today. Eat today and get everything. See, sometimes we don't even get everything out of the meal before us today because we're already thinking about tomorrow. Tomorrow. everything out of the meal today. Lord, thank you for this meal right now. We don't even, we, that's how we end up being so, uh, uh, so, 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 and, uh, 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 we, uh, we're so we're, we don't show the proper gratitude and, and we, we don't thankful in the right way because guess what? We eat halfway through and always look, and already look for the next thing. Huh? In some places, it's, you know, some places and some customs, just disrespectful to rush through your food. If you sat down at somebody's table and got to eat and you went to rush through your food, they would take that as a high offense. Because what they expect you to do is to sit down and enjoy their hospitality. They don't want you rushing. They want you to sit down and enjoy the hospitality and the love and the appreciation they're trying to give you right now. If you rush through it, you won't even realize it. Does that make sense to you? God wants you to sit down and enjoy the meal he's prepared today. The hospitality, get everything out of that. Get everything out of it. Eat all that food. Get all that. Don't be rushing to the next meal. Because when you do that, guess what they used to tell you? Don't be rushing through your food. You're going to make yourself (laughs) sick. Don't be rushing through your food. You're going to get indigestion don't worry, No, no, I'm going to be okay. 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 okay Two minutes later, oh, can I be excused? <laughs> oh, I'm going to stop. It, sorry, can I be excused? No. Because I told
1: you. And I sit there and suffer. Sorry, I just had a
0: flashback. So, the thing is, I went somewhere else. Far. But The point is, you don't rush. Through God's provision, he's given you everything today. What are you doing? Give us today our daily bread. Huh? And then, then he goes on. And then he says uh, he says something else here. He says, um, he says uh, 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 after he honors his name, and thank you for this. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He wants us to pray lives. He wants us to live lives of forgiveness. Huh? You want to know how to fight for a relationship? Let me tell you. You want to know how to really fight? Just saying a bunch of empty words, that's not gonna do it. No, 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 no. Turn your uh 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 uh, uh turn turn your um your, 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 you know those uh, your grudge keeping ways around huh stop keeping grudges 1 Corinthians 13 says love doesn't keep an account wrongs right so he said be forgiving you want to fix some stuff be forgiving forgive folks forgive folks right our debtors because you owe way more to the Lord than anybody owes to you so live lives of forgiveness then you'll see some stuff fixed in your life." Huh? Uh, does it? Can anybody see that? And he says, as we forgive our debtors, right? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He wants us to live lives that are delivered from evil. That don't keep rushing back into it. Those that, stay, that they'll stand there and say, well God, I got that lesson. You showed me last time. I see exactly where you come from. I'm not going down that way again. Lord, you showed me that I need to leave it alone, so I'm going to leave it alone. Lord, you told me to step back, so I'm going to step back. I'm going to do what God said to you. He says he wants you to he those kind of lies. Not, not temptation, but when you live in lies, because God is never going to lead you into temptation. Because temptation is from Satan. There'll be some trials, but he's not going to lead you to Satan. So now when he delivers you, he wants you to live as those who've been delivered. Not those who are helplessly shackled to evil ways and evil consciences and evil habits and act like you can't function without the evil in your life. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right. And then and then and then he says here and and he says, uh, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if we forgive men trespasses, our Heavenly Father will also uh, forgive us. Notice, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. And then he also says there, for thine is the kingdom and the power of the glory forever. So he says, here's the thing. He wants us to pray. When we pray, we ought to be reminded. See, and let me show you something else about prayer. When you're in that first part of prayer where it says, uh, holy, uh, uh, holy and uh, hallowed be thy name, prayer is not. Prayer should be heavenly centered. It should be heaven-centered. So that means not heaven as a place, but heaven as a mindset. See, when you go into prayer, you are lifting your attitude, lifting your mindset. You are lifting. You're going to a higher plane, and you're speaking to God. So it's not just a direction somewhere beyond the sky, but it's that, that his people who are citizens of heaven can have that heavenly attitude right now. I don't have to fear anything in this world. uh, Because I'm a citizen of heaven. Our our prayers should be heavenly centered. See, when your prayers are earthly centered, you take the power out of them. Because you're you're too attached to the world, Steve. So when you pray, you say, God, yours is the power and the glory. And it's in your kingdom. So as long as I'm in your kingdom, I have the power. And with me heaven, amen. does that make sense huh this this living after this manner so we ought to be talking to God after that manner so just to wrap this thing up let's go over uh, uh, Nico, let's go over to uh, Ephesians Ephesians chapter uh, well, yeah let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 but as you're on the way to Ephesians stop by Galatians chapter 3 20, uh, uh, 26 through 27 I want to uh, see something right quick and uh uh, Buttoned up. So now stop by Galatians uh, chapter 3, 24, through uh start at 24, go on down to 27 and see what the Bible. says. come on, read. Therefore, the law
1: was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we uh-huh. might be justified by faith. Uh-huh. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. uh uh-huh. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. For as many as you were baptized into Christ as
0: Put on Christ. Uh huh. Now, now, notice the law brought us and prepared us for this faith to trust in Christ, right? He said, you all become sons of God who have, been, who have been what? Baptized into Christ Jesus, right? So you have to put on Christ Jesus. And when you put on Christ Jesus, you become son, uh, children of God, right? Go ahead, read. There is neither Jew nor Greek, mm-hmm.
1: there is neither slave nor free, mm-hmm. there is neither male nor female, mm-hmm. you, are all, you are all one in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. And if you are Christ, then you are a and heir according to the promise. Uh-huh. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from the slave, though he is master of all, uh-huh. but is under the guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Come on. Even so, we, when we were children, uh-huh. were in bondage, under the elements of the world. Uh-huh. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons.
0: See that? So we were under the
1: law, held by the law, we were held by
0: the flesh, but then when Christ came, and then we were able to get in Christ, Christ did what? He set us free from the burden of the law, set us free from the consequences of sin. Isn't that right? And we are now sons of God. Got that? So now let's go over to, let's go over to where we were going before, over to Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go on over there. Uh, real quick. So, getting in Christ Jesus, I become a son of God. I become the son of God, and I get all that power that comes uh, with Christ Jesus. And then when I get over there, it says, uh, if you're in uh, uh, Ephesians, uh, I went past it. Let me get over there. With the in Ephesians chapter 6. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, I want us to drop down there. Um, and I'm going to pick up reading um, there at verse Uh, five, it says, Servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and the seamless of heart uh, uh, unto Christ not with eye service or men pleasures, but as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with uh, good will uh, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man do of the same shall he receive it from the Lord, wherever he be bond or free, and he masters do the same things unto them forbearing uh, threatening, knowing that your master also in heaven, neither is there respect of any person within notice <laughs> what he's saying there, so guess what, if you're going to pray to God, then you're going to Pray to God. And you're going to be uh, devoted to God. And if you're going to be devoted to God, you're going to have a, a a single you're going to have a single devotion to God. Doing the will of God as to the Lord, not to men. Right. So now he says that you can be singles apart. You can submit to those who are above you. You don't have to worry about people using their authority to get over on you because you are the Lord's. Right. And there's a certain protection that you have being the Lord as long as you're living in devotion to the Lord. Does that make sense? He says, not with eye service, but truly devoted. So he doesn't want people just putting on a good show. He wants people to know who you are by the way you live, right? Mm -hmm. So then we come on. We come on. He says, now, notice what he says. Verse 10. Finally, my brother, be strong. Where? In the Lord. And in the power of what? His might. It says, put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, hold on. When did you put on the armor of the Lord? You put on the armor of the Lord when you got in Christ Jesus. When did you get privy? When did you you get his power? When you you get his might? When when were you privy to his might? When you went under the water and you came out, you were privy to his might. So you came out of the water walking in his power, walking in his might already. Right? So when you've been down, you have the armor of God. So the question is not just putting on the armor. The question is keeping the armor on. That's the problem. Get the armor, but we don't keep it on. Huh? We start peeling stuff off. And he says, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wild, the devil without the armor. Can you stand? No. With the armor, can you stand? Yes. And see, you can do what James said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Why? Because you're in Christ Jesus. You're a Christian. You're walking in the will of God. Right? And then he says this. He says, he says, uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers, against darkness in this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand, with, with, with stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your uh, loins gird with the truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and, and take the helmet of the salvation that the sword of the Spirit, which is of the word of the Lord. Praying always with all prayer and supplication, and the praying always with the prayer and supplication, praying always with the prayer and supplication, praying always In the prayer and supplication, praying always the prayer supplication, praying always everywhere, all the time, not just in a closet, always and everywhere. Making supplication. This is how you fight. Huh? Your battle is not against the, the as you would say the floozy at the office. No! Your battle is not against that dude wearing that shrink, that shrink wrap shirt in front of your wife. Your, 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 your battle, your battle is not your battle is not against the job. That allows him to work 60, 70 hours. The battle is not against the job. The battle, the battle, is against Satan. That's who it's against. And we need renewed minds to make the right choices in Christ Jesus. Huh? We don't need a formula that sends us somewhere. If you say this and then shake out some water, then stuff will be alright. At night, what you do when everybody sleeps? Here's what you do to keep people from leaving. I'm going to tell you what you do. Because it said in James chapter 5 that if you just get the anointing oil, everything will be all right. So if you want to keep people from leaving, tomorrow, then don't come on, you know what about? So if you want to keep people from leaving, what you do, you get up in the middle of the night and you go and find where their shoes are. shoes they just took off, the shoes they gave away. And then what you do, you go and sprinkle some oil on them shoes. And then you consecrate them shoes. So if you consecrate them shoes, that means they can never leave because they have to cross the threshold of the Lord. And they're in, they're in God's power. And I rebuke Satan in his name. Foolishness. They will get up, wipe the oil off. They will get up and say, who put this oil on my shoes? Wipe it off and step right out the house. Saying to you, that's why I can't have nothing. (laughs) It's not about anointing shoes. It's about anointing the heart with the Holy Spirit of God. What has God given us? To fight against Satan, he's given us, he's given us, he's given us prayer, and he's given us his word. Uh, You make those supplications, you make them daily, right? And then he goes on, and he says, in the spirit and watching thereunto, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Notice that after you pray, then there needs to be some perseverance. That means, y'all get what that means? That means you don't go into the prayer, you come out and poof, it's gone. No, after you pray, there's going to take some perseverance. You held on to pray, now hold on after the prayer. But hold on to the will of God, right? And he says, uh, and, "And for me, that that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in the bonds, and therein I may speak boldly as I ought, and I ought to speak." What was Paul saying there? Paul said, "And I need you all to pray for me. Pray for me as I defend the gospel. Pray for me. Pray for me always as I speak boldly. We ought to pray for one another. Pray for the power of God. Does that not make sense?" Huh? That's how we ought to be doing that, right? Now, here's the other thing. If you go over there to Ephesians chapter 1 for me, uh, uh, go to Ephesians chapter 1, and you need to understand something, that when you put on Jesus, you put on, you put on the power. Now, if you come over here to Ephesians chapter 1, and then I want you to start reading, and what's we'll go, I'm going to read. And it says here in Ephesians chapter 1, he says, and look right here in, in verse 3. Now, here's what I want y'all to do. Now, I'm going to read. Now, hopefully you got got opinions. I'm going to leave. You. And every time I say in Him, I want you to underline. It. I want you to underline. It. This is an active listening. Okay? So, look what it, it says. It uh, says, uh, I'm going to start verse with Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are in Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, see, another thing that's important, y'all, when you understand prayer, when he says, Our Father which art in heaven and the glory and honor to Him chapter 6 is helping you to understand what what, what true blessings are and where you should put your value. See, because sometimes people get distracted and they look outwardly successful, right? But you forgot that nobody without Jesus can be successful. If you don't have Jesus, it doesn't matter how much you have. You're not successful. You're a loser. You know why? Because you're going to lose your soul. Your soul is already lost if you don't have Jesus. So you can have billions upon billions and be the smartest guy in the room and you're still a loser. Because you have not given your soul to Jesus Christ. But guess what? Anybody who has Jesus, if you got Jesus tomorrow, you can never be a loser. No matter what your friends say, Zuri, no matter what they say, no matter what they say, they can call you a loser because you don't dress like them and act like them and talk like them. They can say that. But as long as you grab Jesus, you can't be no loser. Right. Huh? I ain't got to put on, I, listen, I, I I I ain't got to put on eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> that will tickle Brother Smith's board. <laughs> <laughs> <man. laughs> So what? That's just, that's just what they do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, he gave me, guess what, because he gave me exactly what I need. Huh? See, he designed, he tailor-made me, he tailor-made my eyelashes and eyebrows for certain, everything he gave, he gave to me for a reason, and he gave it to me just for what I need it for. So I don't need to accentuate, I don't need to augment. He gave me all that I need. And it'll be alright when you start to be thankful for what you got. Hmm? See, there's nothing more beautiful than being gracious and being like You wanna, you wanna, you ever anybody ever met somebody and, and they just seem like they call them sometimes the salted earth? You ever met somebody who just seems so, so thankful and so humble? And, just, and you were like, wow. That's a beautiful person. And you weren't even talking about how they look. Don't you know that's how the world ought to talk about God's people? They don't see his beauty. Not all So that's part of this blessed stuff here. Because then he says here, you got peace. You got, you got peace from God the Father. And from Jesus Christ said, Blessed be our God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Underline that. So guess what it was in Christ? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places. When you're praying and you're having a prayer and you're in your, prayer, your prayer is heaven-centered, if you know everything that's there is in you, according to as he hath chosen us in him. Underline that. Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame, before him in love. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us acceptable, accepted, and in the beloved. He made us accepted, so because he made us accepted, we don't need to be accepted. He approved of us, therefore, we don't need approval. In whom we have redemption, through where? His blood, the forgiveness of his sins, according to the riches of his grace. Whereas he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure which he hath purposed. Where? In himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, that He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which were in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of what His own will, that He that we should be the praise of the glory who first trusted in in Christ, in whom. Ye also trusted after that. Ye, ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also that ye be believed. Ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which in the earnest of in the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption and the pur- uh, purchase possession unto the praise of glory. You see all that? It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> But not there, wherefore I also, after I heard your faith in the Lord Jesus and unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks to you, uh, making mention of you in my prayer, that God, our, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, of our glory, may give unto thee the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge and the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know, that, or what, know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which we brought in Christ when we raised Him from the dead, uh, when He raised Him from the dead and sent Him on His own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, and might, and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world but also in the world which is to come, and have put all things under His feet, and gave Him to be head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who filleth all in all. Let them teach the teaches Bible better than Bible. I'm trying to get you to say you should read all that for so that you can go back and see the spiritual blessings that you have in Christ Jesus. And when you put on Jesus, you put on those spiritual blessings. So guess what? We ought to be walking in them at all times. Huh? Huh? Uh 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 and, and, and then if we look over here in Galatians, glory with be in Galatians, uh, chapter chapter five. And he says, uh, in Galatians chapter five. He says, Then I say. Then walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh, but the lusts of the flesh against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one... Uh, one to the other, so that the, he cannot do the things that he would. But if he are led by the Spirit, he are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, uh, uh, uh valiance, emotions, wrath, strife, and seditions, and heresies, envying, murders, drunken, uh, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. The, the which I tell you, uh, before, as I have also told you in time past, that they who do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Spirit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, good, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, uh, against the, such there is no law. And that they they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain, glory, provoking one another and envying one another. You see that? So then walking in the Spirit drives all that out. So we ought to pray in the Spirit. We ought to walk in the Spirit and seeing this is how you fight for your house. That's how you fight for your spouse. That's how you fight for your family. That's how you fight for everything that God has for you by praying in the spirit, walking in the spirit, trusting in the spirit, trusting in Christ Jesus, and having complete trust in him. Not long, rambling words that mean nothing because you're really filled with doubt. No, we got everything we need right there in the book. If you just spend time in the book and apply what the book says, you can see the freedom that God has given you. That Indian and that murder, and so that Indian and that lying and that and that pettiness that's killing your marriage, killing your family, killing your relationship. So, until you get in Christ Jesus and let him drive it out, it won't get better. Yeah. Hmm? The reason why I said that also, because see, Ephesians 6 talks about the true warfare. And and, and and the warfare, see, the warfare is all around us spiritual warfare and the way that you get out of the warfare is by getting in Jesus. So you be in the warfare but you get your armor right so the thing is see if there's any place to fight a war because they call a they call a war room they call it a place to make strategy and get prepared for battle. Well what better place to be prepared for battle than in Christ Jesus see the true war room is the body. And you get all your strategy from his word. Huh? That's how you get prepared for the war. Huh? And y'all think, see, Brother bro Johnson's trying to he trying to lightweight attack the movie War Room. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just checked it first time. I remember brother, brother Brooke came to me. Man, I'm see that movie, man. Check that out. I said, Yes, sir. So the thing is, I I understand that. And I understand it. So it's not an attack. No, I'm just trying to show you that the true war room is in Christ Jesus. Because we're always on the battlefield. (laughs) And we need private devotion to understand that. Because Hollywood will never teach us that. They'll teach you how to give religious actions but no holy devotion. Because in that movie, then people didn't fall away from Christ. They weren't in Christ. <coughs> they didn't know Christ at all. You see? And, and, and you know, the thing is, so if you want to get ready for what we pray, then then, 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 then do like Jesus did. He washed the feet. You know what he did when he washed the feet? That was him showing his humility. So become humble enough and know that Jesus was just talking to you through his message. And Jesus has shown you where you have fallen short. And if you heard Jesus and you believe what he's saying, and he's convinced you that you are in sin. See, because the question is, have you been forgiven for all your sins? If you not haven't been baptized in Christ Jesus, you have not been forgiven for all your past sins. And you need to come forward and give your life to Christ. And let him wash every sin you committed prior to this moment. He'll wash it all away. And he'll take it away, as Brother, e, Brother, Brother Smith would say, as far as the east from the west. He'll take every sin away. And then you'll rise to walk brand new. Now that life, you'll walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. And he will make it possible for when you sin to still wash that sin away with his blood. But you start by first, you can't even fight the battle until you come to get your orders. And the first orders you get is hear, believe, repent, and be baptized for remission of your sins. And be added to his body, which is the church. Now you're in the war room. And you're on the, and now you're on the right team, because you're in the army of the Lord. Now you start battling every single day. The only way you can get in is by obeying and becoming a Christian today. Not in the denomination, not a man-made religion. Come to Jesus today. Accept Jesus' way. Huh? Live and pray after this matter. Start today. God is calling. Once you become a Christian, come a Christian. Leave all that other stuff. Come a Christian uh, right now. Uh, please come
1: Mr. And Anderson.